The current spoiler warning level is, Pearl. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Pearl, which is the appropriate gift for a 30th anniversary, because we're talking about Super Robot Wars and a uh, family of designs from that series through the ages. So, not really spoilery, just uh, sit back and please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista in Chi. It feels weird to record on a Thursday. I'm Six Detmar. I'm Dylan. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not normal for us, but... You got so confused, you thought yesterday was Thursday. I sure fucking did. Uh... <sighs> I think it's the first time... No, I guess it's technically the second time you've messaged me to be like, Hey, why aren't you here yet? I, I didn't word it that rudely. No, no, no. You were definitely not rude about it. Just sort I just of like, was curious, hey, yeah. and then it's like, yeah. oh, because it's not the right day. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I'm, I, I'm betting what happened is I was up late, and I looked at the time, and I went, oh, okay, it is Wednesday right now. That means when I go to sleep, it'll be Thursday, even though it was past midnight, and so... Sure, sure. And I just, it was, I had to have done something insane like that. I am Sometimes also... brain bad. Sorry, I was just looking at something. I would like for New York to let go of my fucking robots, please. They've been in the goddamn customs office for three days now, and I've never had... Usually when I order things from Japan, I don't have that happen. But whatever. As far as being held in customs office, three days isn't that long. Yeah, it's... which I I don't mean to say that doesn't suck. I mean to say like sadly, you should probably expect it to stay there for a little while longer. Yeah, I'm just usually when I do, when I've done um like EMS in the past, EMS usually usually with like models and stuff, they're only in there for like a day for customs at most. Usually they get processed mm. like the same day they arrive in my prior experience with like Mandarake and specifically, you know, they land in uh the New York USPS office and that's relatively close to where I am, so I'm always like, yay, I'm excited to see it there, but now it's just been sitting in there for a few days, I'm like, uh, it's probably because I have a larger order, too, I imagine. Mm. Well, yeah, that's a big, big box, I'm gonna be getting a big box, but I don't know, I don't know if that, I don't know what, what, what causes it. Um, actually, funny story real quick, that is related to Gundam, that involves customs, when I ordered in a, lo- a long time ago the uh, Gundam Unicorn game, um, when it arrived at customs, they didn't send over the the paperwork. Uh, and they were like, well, it's an electronic uh, item because, you know, it's a Blu-ray disc. So uh-huh. we need them to send over this data. And I'm like, it- yeah, it's a Blu-ray disc. It's, can't you, what do you mean paperwork? I'm like, and they're like, do you have it? And I'm like, why would I have that? I just ordered it online like I do everything else. What? Uh, and then, luckily, the business, they, they refunded me the shipping, uh, which was nice. But, because uh, they had fucking forgot to send a thing, and it, 
I, it sat in the office for like 25 days because they didn't mm. send something in. I don't even know what it was they didn't send in necessarily. Just know it was something to do with importing electronics and some paperwork that needed to be sent in with it. Probably just a declaration of what, what it was. Which is funny because it's just a fucking video game on a Blu-ray disc and I'm like, Ugh. but they, they took it very seriously. And the guy at the... The guy at the fucking, um, the customs office was very rude to me because he was, like, talking to me like I should have this info. And I'm like, no. When I order things online, especially from a store that I've ordered from before, I just expect to get it. I don't expect customs to be like, hey, we need to place this on hold. Just, it was a very weird experience. But, anyway. Yeah, what can you do? Anyway. Alright, let's let's see what we're doing. Yeah. I'm rolling. Okay, first half, less weird half of our listener request list. Okay. And then a D12. Mm-mm-mm. Didn't we already... Hmm. Did, Did we, we already do this what? one? I don't... Sometimes... Things are on, like, like our, often things are on one list and then on the other, and so I don't know if they got synced up properly. Let me see. Yeah, okay, we did definitely already talk about the Zagok. I was like, didn't we already do the Zagok? Okay. Um, okay, well, I'm I'm rolling over from the top, uh, but shout-outs to both Evan and Dalek on Twitter, two different people who also requested the Zagok. We already did it. You When you requested it, we had already, you know, we hadn't done it yet. I'm not, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, I just... That Time happens. makes fools of us all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, fixing some numbers, so my die rolls are accurate now, and I'm just I'm starting over from the top. Okay. Ah, and then knock it. Where'd it go? <laughs> oh no. Oh, this oh, is no. going wonderfully. It's the D4. If I can't find it, it'll hurt me. Because <laughs> it's like a little spike. It's a little caltrop. <laughs> well that's just a bad time for me at some point in my future oh well uh <laughs> i'm gonna roll the d12 twice i guess <laughs> this sucks man oh, yeah. oh that almost fell off too what's with my my rolling technique today they're just bouncing a lot okay second half sure okay what was it uh there's no model number here well oh I guess there is. Okay. Uh, 008L slash 8R. I... Not a clue. Just from that. Uh, Well, let me send you a a link. Because you are not going to the Gundam wiki. Okay. We're going to the Super Robot Wars wiki. Oh! Oh, double... Oh, okay, the Huckbine. Oh, I should have realized that. Hey, it's the Huckbine. It's the Huckbine. It's a, basically a Gundam. Everyone's favorite. It's definitely not a Gundam, but it's definitely a Gundam. Listen, the courts have decided it is not a Gundam. <laughs> um, don't worry. It, it, I, I still think about how it's seemingly... I know that this is anecdotal, but I do like how it's seemingly... Stop being a thing in games for years because they started putting the X-Bine in things, which looks less gun to me. And then Bandai acquired product rights for uh, SRW stuff, and now suddenly the Huckbine appears in things again, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's because it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. I do like the Huckbine. 
Uh, well, all right. I guess we're going to start with just the classic Huckbine, which, uh, it's a little weird to say there because there are different, there are different universes that the Huckbine appears in, right? You've got like the OG universe, you've got the Alpha universe, you've got Super Robot Wars 4, like there's a bunch of different ones. Oh, I'm sorry. I should I should have given you a different. I'm looking at this. I should have given you a different number. I should have given you PTX zero eight R. Yeah, PTX would have. Yeah, because that's uh, personal trooper. Um, because that's the uh, line it's in, along with Mm -hmm. yeah, there's other ones in that line. All right. Well. All right. So. We'll 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 talk about this machine though. This machine uh is. Uh, so you see how, like, if you're at the top, it says 008L redirects here? That's, yeah, that's what got me. Yeah, well, here's the thing, yeah, I was gonna say, the problem is, uh, that's, like, timeline shenanigans that cause, like, that kind of thing to be going on with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this, this doesn't even have all of them there, because if you go into the gallery, you'll notice it has, like, the Huckbine Mark Three, but it doesn't have the Mark Two. Uh, does the Mark Two have its own article on here? I don't know. The Mark II does have its own article. Okay, but the Mark III doesn't, apparently. Or does it, and it's just also here for some reason. Who knows? It does I have its own it article. Yeah, that's like, I Oh my god, this... You know what? You know what's a bad wiki, it turns out? I think the SRW wiki might actually be pretty problematic, too. Uh, just in finding shit. But uh, we'll do our best. Um, so, the Huckbine, the, one of the real starters... Um, this is a design by Hajime Katoki. Um, hey, I know that name. Yep. Uh, that has appeared in SRW ever since uh, SRW 4. Um, hey, hey, I know that name. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to say that every time. <laughs> SRW 4 came out in 1995 for the Super Famicom. Uh, this also got to hang out with... Oh, yeah, you know how I know the wiki is wrong? You go to the fourth Super Robot Wars entry and they say the LED Mirage from Five Star Stories made an appearance in this. And no, it didn't. Fucking wrong. Uh, I, sorry, I have to say the story behind this. That is the Blood Temple, which is, uh, the equivalent of MSV for, uh, Heavy Metal Elgheim. Uh, that is a design that existed in magazines and whatnot, and it's the same way that they put, you know... It, it doesn't it also doesn't match the led mirage 100 percent, so they are incorrect anyway sorry just want to bitch about this wiki already because i'm just noticing things one after the other that are annoying me to the robot so the huckbine this machine is pretty cool machine the huckbine is a personal trooper and it is a super prototype of, of sorts. Um, in that, the original Huckbine has a black hole engine. Uh, now, the black hole engine is not necessarily stable. And that gives this the nickname of the Vanishing Trooper. Because... Oh, boy. <laughs> this is in the Alpha series uh, that that name comes up. Uh a base that was carrying the 008R, which is, I believe, the one that had, uh... Oh, no, the L- R and L both have black hole engines. Okay. Well, the 008R had a malfunction. Uh, the reactor melted down, and the reactor is a black hole engine. 
Uh, so the base left only three survivors behind. So yeah, Vanishing Trooper, great name to have. Um, but yeah, and um, going over the design of this guy, we've talked about how the Huckbine looks like a Gundam, but it really does. Like if you look at the head, right? The head is basically a Gundam head. You have a V-fin. You don't have a forehead jewel, but you do have a forehead camera along with a standard Mohawk camera. Uh, I do kind of like how on the Mohawk camera, though, it's got like a divot below and it's got like a camera on the round part of the head, too, there. Mm -hmm. It just looks cool that it has uh, the double camera. Um, on either side of the head, you've got swept back sort of, you know, like ears, which remind me yeah. of the Wing Gundam or, you know, suits like that. That. Or some of the stuff from G, like Master and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the face is basically a Gundam faceplate with no vents. It's got the red around the eyes. The eyes are green. It's got two of them. It's got the red chin, and it's got the lines running down from the eyes through the uh, face mask to separate it from the rest of the face. Mm. Um, uh, you've got a very familiar-looking neck piece, which I know is a weird thing to say, but it, just the fact that I see it detailed here, this looks like... A lot of neck pieces that we get on, like, you know, Gunpla and stuff, too. So, just a just, classic pop collar. Yeah. Um, you've got, like, little... On the top, uh, two, like, little intake-looking holes uh, on the collar. Uh, on the chest, you have two chest vents that are, of course, surrounded by yellow, you know, vent pieces. Um, you've got a red cockpit hatch in the middle. Uh, you've got on the sides of the torso two like vents on the sides as well, um, that are also in yellow. <laughs> I'm help. I'm hopeless, Dylan. I wanted. To I was like, I feel like I know these vents, and I do. They're you know like they're very like the GPO line. Yeah. Um, of of chest vent, but I was tr I typed GPO three, and then I typed Gudnam, and then I typed damn gun, and I was like, ah, fingers, come on. <laughs> It's fine. Um, and then, of course, much like a Gundam, it's got a two-section body below the uh, torso there, where you've got, like, the one top section, uh, and then you've got the bottom section that connects into the waist, and, you know, it, it, the two sections, it's just like what a lot of mobile suits do, and Gundam types in particular. It's, the colors here are so weird, because the chest is just, like, like like line for line a Gundam chest in every way, including colors. Mm -hmm. And then the limbs and head don't match those colors at all. No, because the chest a little, is the you know, dark the yellow, blue. But... Well, we'll get to the alpha timeline version of it though. The alpha timeline art, which does actually normalize the colors a bit, but this original it's interesting. Cause like, yeah, it's all baby blue, but the feet and the torso are like a dark blue instead. Uh, oh, the alpha one looks really fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry. A couple That's years of difference here. between Katoki's art style, I guess. Um, but uh, the shoulders on this design, um, you've got these really massive shoulders, actually, um, that uh, fairly detailed, you know, lots... Uh, if On the front armor plate, you have, like, a little thruster on the bottom. Uh, on the sides of the shoulder, where they pop, uh, you know, out and away, you've got two thrusters like in the shoulder and then i like like the fan detail inside the uh scoop of the armor there at the end like or not fan um like vent detail like you know it's got like yeah shutters 
almost. Um, looks cool. Uh, the bicep, uh, is also very Gundam. A actually, a little bit fancier than you get from a Gundam, because it's got, like, two layers. Like, the bicep itself has, you know, like, the bump of, like, with the little hole in the bottom that you sometimes got on, like, 90s Gundams. Like, stuff from Wing and all that. Uh, mm -hmm. but I also like that the bicep itself, like, it looks like there's a layer of armor around it. Um, like, you know, another... It, it looks layered, basically, in a way that is nice. And I like the little white around the, um, cable, uh, where the joint is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lower arm, kind of big. Uh, you got, like, a big elbow armor piece on it. Um, on the wrist, you've got more of these, like, yellow pieces with little vents at the end. Uh, I also like the way these wrists are done. Um, the hands are hands. Uh, skirts are, you've got a front skirt, uh, or, well, you've got a front crotch plate with a thruster on the bottom. The front skirts are very pointy, uh, also some thrusters on those. The side skirts, you've got really long side skirts. It looks like they have, like, you know, a movable section, uh, there, which is nice. And then the rear skirt is a singular piece. Again, very typical of 90s era Gundams, and this came out in 1995, so, mm -hmm. um... I mean, this is a game that also crossed over with Gundams, though, so I'm sure at the time they were like, yeah, of course you can make an original that's kind of based on a Gundam, you know? Um, it's only when they kept trying to use it. It's only when they, they yeah, kept trying to use it. And again, that's all anecdotal, but there was a period where they did decide, hey, uh, in the anime, we're going to replace this with a different design and so on and so on. So mm -hmm. anecdotal that feels pretty real. Um, the thighs are pretty plain other than you've got like a little armor piece on top and then you've got like a little bit of lining around uh like a white armor piece at the top of the thigh i should say um for the joint uh much like the arm you actually do have the uh cool like mesh cables on the back also very mark ii style um mm -hmm. love the mesh cables always uh the knees themselves big knees you know little vents cut into them uh you've got like a white piece at the bottom of the knee more vents around the calves. Um, as you hit the ankle, um, it's probably the part where it feels the like kind of the least gun to me in some ways. Because like, it's got like wraparound ankle armor, but protecting the back of the ankle rather than the front. Um, mm -hmm. And then you've got like a single ankle armor piece just popped out of the bottom of the foot. Uh, obviously movable, so if the f foot needs to go up, it'll you know move up. Uh, the feet yeah. are also kind of fancy. Um, you've got like... A white part on top, followed by a light blue, and then the sole going all around is the dark blue, though it does have some white vent details and, like, a little white sort of, um, how do you describe that? Like a, um, the joint piece, you know, that you get on everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, finally, the backpack. I like the backpack on this a lot, actually. It's got these cool, like, the middle backpack piece is just, like, you know, very plain just like a little square in the back with some lines on it uh you've got some like little thruster vents on the bottom um but the two binders connected to that are really cool you've got like these two big wing binders that have like little stabilizer fins coming out of the bottom of them and i just like the way these look it's interesting looking at it because i feel like i mean there is the <laughs> There are the efforts to make it not look Gundam, right? Like, these are colors that Gundam doesn't tend to use, mm -hmm. right? Or, as you mentioned, like, along the back of the leg, there are no verniers, which is very un-Gundam. There would almost always be something on the back of the leg there. Um, 
And then Kotoki clearly is trying to do like a different like style of look to make it not look Gundam. But all he's done is managed to make it look like it should be from Victory. In it does kind of look like a Victory era design, doesn't it? Actually, I said that about the feet. Now that I look at him, though, Victory kind of has that going on with its weird ankle armor, too. And the style of, like, the venting on the legs is extremely Victory. Mm-hmm. As is the backpack with these big jutting up, like, like sharp points. Was and, Victory yeah, in SRW4? Of... I don't think it was. No, it was only uh, F91, CCA's, Double Zeta, Zeta, War in the Pocket, uh, Stardust Memory, and First Gundam. Okay. Um, but yeah, but just uh, interesting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I'll just kind of do like a quick little rundown through the timelines. Oh wait, actually, let's talk about equipment first, and then I'll try to explain the story as best I can. Problem with a uh, story with multiverses is well, it's kind of different in all of them. Um, so it does have he- uh, head Vulcans. Uh, you know, uh. The funny thing is, those are not are not visible on the art. No. Uh, but it does have Vulcans. Um, is it visible on the Alpha art, which we'll talk no, about in a second? No, it is not. But, huh. Just universally is not something you can see. Okay. Yep. Uh, in the very first game, just in the classic series, so in, uh, sorry, in like SRW4, it does have missiles stored in the booster pods on the back. Uh, it also has those in V. However, in the OG things, uh, it doesn't actually have those because that's where they have a different weapon. It's it's kind of interesting, actually. Um, that I think that's why the alpha version looks so different also, is technically speaking, it is kind of a different machine, even though it's called the Huckbine also. This is where mm-hmm. things get confusing. <laughs> um, and then in classic... Um, there is an optional uh, four-tube missile launcher that it has. Um, the the Also, the problem with Classic is sometimes uh, the weapons just kind of fire and you don't see where they're from because the animations are very rudimentary on the Super Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, it even mentions here, <laughs> you never see that this on the body, so it has to be some kind of external weapon that maybe it's holding, but you just don't know because... The animations in the game, you know, it's just, it's got its static animation for battle, and then a bunch of missiles fly out of it. The Roche Saber, these are uh, beam sabers that are mounted on the underside of the side skirts. Um, then you've got, also uh, in Classic, it has a plasma sword, which is really weird because this is in... In SRW4, it has both the Roche Saber and the Plasma Sword. And it doesn't even mention... It is unknown why this was added, even though the Huckbind already has a close uh, combat weapon weapon unique to it. Um, But the Plasma Sword is kind of the one going forward. Yeah. So. Uh, The Magna Beam Rifle, uh, which uh, it had in the earlier games, but then disappeared, and then... In OG2, they had equipable weapons for a lot of uh, things, and that what it just kind of became a generic weapon that you could equip to, obviously, the Huckbine and others. Hmm. Um, the Leap Slasher, these are these arcs. Um, they are... They are apparently in the uh, rear skirt armor, but basically they are, like... Basically two little arcs that combine... Uh, into oh, it's 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 way more than two arcs. It's like six pieces. Oh, it's um, six pieces. I thought it's two. Oh. 
Oh, no, it's a no, six, though. No. Huh. I mean, you can also see some art of it doing it. Um, I, This is a weapon that is on... I, I mostly have... Ex- the most the Huckbine I have the most experience with is the 30. Um, and um, they have a lot of, like, callbacks. So I've, you know, there's a lot of weapons in common. And the Leap Slasher is like, yeah, these little, little like, slightly curved parts stored all over the body that detach and snap together to form a little loop that turns into a beam buzzsaw and flies at them. Yeah, it's a cool weapon. Um, it's pretty cool, yeah. It's a little, you know, there's there's my practicality brain that says this is a little impractical, but shut up, it's cool. Uh, the gravi- It also has the Graviton Launcher, which is a gravity distortion rifle. That's what it uses in the OG series. And, of course, its ultimate weapon, which is the Black Hole Cannon. Um... So it basically connects the cannon, uh, cannon directly into its chest, which connects it to the black hole engine, and then it fires a, a small black hole, basically. Um, uh, not only that, but it also has its own black hole engine, apparently. This is something that we learned from the Kotobukiya model kit. So Oof. it actually has the output of two small black holes when doing that. That's, uh... That's intense. Yes, it's very intense, actually. Um, I like the Black Hole Cannon's design, though. It's this cool, like, really big gun. Uh, the way it grabs it, though, also very reminiscent of, like, the Ideon and such. And, you know, the Ideon gun. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very much has, like, the sort of, like, the chest mount, like, stock. Yeah, and you have the situation. two little handles on the side. Probably so that it can be as close as possible to the generators, so the two black hole generators can resonate with each other. That's just me spitballing, but yeah, it makes I mean sense. it makes sense. Um, yeah, so you mentioned the alpha design, and let's talk about that. So um, the alpha design. Oh, actually, it's funny because the alpha design does darken the baby blue on it, but it does also mm-hmm. make the chest even darker. Like it's like the new new Gundam color of chest now, which is it does. Very I funny. mean. This is the secret other prototype that Titans produced for the Gundam Mark III. God. Um, so some of the major changes that come with this version are, obviously it's extra details. This feels like Katoki doing really detailed art. I'm actually curious if Katoki is the one who colored that original art or even did that original art, or if he mm. did designs and someone else did that, just because... Well, <clears throat> this looks so much more like him. This looks much more like him, the alpha version. But I don't know when this alpha art was produced. This could be for like the later alpha games rather than the earlier ones, you know. And mm-hmm. like, you know, like looking at the original Huckbine, that it wouldn't be too much of a. Uh, I could imagine that art being done by the person who did the Victory Gundam and the Master Gundam and all that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. The, the alpha art that we have, though, is much more like modern Katoki art. Um, yeah. Other changes. Uh, there's an additional camera added to the chest, which looks pretty cool. And there's more detail added into the uh, chest vents, like uh, or uh, the uh, collar vents, I should say. Um, he changes kind of the thruster style on the shoulders, which is neat. Like, they've instead got these big yellow panels for, like, having them closed, which is cool. Um... He smalls the shoulders, so they look a bit less gigantic. Um, And on the arms, he does change the white on the uh, joints into just gray. Uh, Still keeps the white on the wrist, though. And 
He has yellow uh, pieces on the wrist. They don't end in vents anymore, I noticed. Um, they just have a mm-hmm. little tick mark on them. Uh, these skirts actually have gone kind of a drastic redesign on the front skirts. Um, the vents have been changed to that new style panel vent um, or thruster, whatever it is. Uh, and the skirt at the bottom has now has like this cool white edge to it along with a little tick in the middle of that um, of uh, blue. Uh, the thighs, the white has also changed to being... Basically, he changed all the joint pieces themselves into being gray. Which kind of makes sense, because that's kind of the common color on most robots for doing joints, so I get it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you can see it on the thigh, you can see it on the, you know, the leg joint itself, and then on the, like, the foot's uh, little round joint. Um, not really any other, like, major changes, though. Like, uh, foot, oh, actually... colorization's different, but, you know. Yeah, I guess, uh, also, if you look at the, uh, the booster pods, um, you, they, they're actually open in the alpha art on the rear art, which is, you know, nice. And actually, the backpack has kind of a new design. It's a lot more detailed. It does show that, um, all the thrust is being done by the two, um, thruster pods rather than by the backpack itself. Uh, the, it's just a complex set of arms. I mean, I think it's mostly just down to the fact that there's more detail on it. If you look at the original thruster, pa- thruster like the original middle of the backpack unit, it looks pretty similar to this. It's just much less detailed. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. And that's all like, that's basically a lot of this alpha design is it is a more detailed version. Oh, it does. Um, no, no, it didn't add those. Never mind. That was it does feel there. like it's maybe leaning a little more real robot than the original design. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, all right. So in the original series, um, actually, you know what? Uh, hmm. So I, 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 I know what's happening. I think since it's basically the same unit, we should hit the zero zero nine. Okay. And then we should go back. Well, I was going to just mention the history though. Oh, you just want to talk about the history of this particular one? Sure. Well, I was just going to bring up, like, where the Huckbine comes from. Yeah, yeah. So, in the classic series, basically, it is meant to be the Earth Federation's successor to the Geshpenst uh, Type R, uh, which was in an earlier SRW game. Uh, the Geshpenst Type R is from SRW 3. So, the Huckbine mm-hmm. is supposed to be kind of like a successor unit to it. Uh, the project was frozen by the Titans doing a budget cut to the Federation. Which is very funny to hear. And then uh, they can do that. <laughs> the Haran conglomerate owned by Bonjo Haran provided is Bonjo Haran. Is that the dude from? Hold on. I think I know who that is. Is that the uh, the dude from um, Daitarn? Yes. Okay. And uh, well, I he works. He he owns the Tesla Reich, which is um okay. The, the Tesla Reich Institute. Um, oh come on! You got you gotta listen. The German to me. You gotta Reich it. You gotta give me some. Give me some. Go again. No. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. You know what? I just like, I think it's, I think it sounds better, but deny, like refusing to put more, I don't mean it to be respect, but it could be re- read as respect. And in that instance, okay, fair enough. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So basically the Dytorn 3 guy funds to get this thing completed by the Tesla Reich Institute, whatever. Words. Words are hard. Um, mm-hmm. In all classic games, the Huckbind is installed with a brainwave controlling system tuned for the hero, making them the only person capable of piloting. That's pretty funny. 
It's like, oh, the reason you can't switch it? Uh, brainwave tuned to you. However, in alpha, it's it is a uh, it is a development from based on a gift from the Balmerian Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the Z Balmeri Empire. Balmerian. They're Balmerian. They're the people are Balmar. And their empire is Z Balmeri. Can you people work on your fucking conjugation? I don't, swear to God. Don't worry. The OG games have all of like almost all of these factions in them, and it's so funny because the OG games are like, oh, we've developed so much original material, we can make our own game. And my brain goes, oh, that's pretty good. Plus, they could just try to simplify things. No, they don't. No, <laughs> they just put in all the villains from all the things, but they're all working towards their own ends, and it is. It's a lot to follow. Anyway. Yes. So also, but, uh, the, the, it also uses the EOT system. Uh, I don't know what EOT is actually, um, discovered within the SDF one Macross <laughs> because hmm. this is another crossover game. So, well, and also it, uh, it is intentionally broken. So this is the one where it's the vanishing trooper where it, uh, one of the, one of the, you know, black hole uh, engines goes critical and, and kills a bunch of people. Yep. That's on purpose. The uh, ba- like the Balmar didn't trigger it, but one, they intentionally gave them what was for them an outbe- outdated piece of tech, and two, they attention- intentionally built in a defect. So it, it wasn't your fault after all. <laughs> it was those damn Imperials. God. Um. <laughs> uh. So the other thing that happens is, uh, let's see, I'm just trying to see. <gasps> okay, it's even, Story. It's I guess spoilers for the Alpha series, but I'm not tagging this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone cares that much. So an engineer discovered this flaw, but allowed the test to proceed because if it didn't happen, the Empire would be like, oh no. They're a serious threat to us in attack, so they let it kill a bunch of yeah, people. Yeah, <laughs> specifically Ryusei. Uh, Ryusei is uh, the nerd who pilots the R1, uh, which is part of the SRX. Um, Don't you understand? I have to let it take a bunch of, you know, annihilate this base, or else they're going to invade us. Uh, the sealed unit was later upgraded into the Huckbine EX. Okay, so gotta make sure I open that, because I don't think the Huckbine EX, I don't see that. Oh, no, I do see it here. So, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna link you this, which is what I'm looking at, and I think it will serve you well. Yeah. This is on the Super Robot Wars fandoms page for the Personal Trooper, and this is the Huckbine series. Oh, thank God. Subhead. Okay, this actually has everything, so that'll be easier. All right. Um. So... But it doesn't actually have everything. I mean, it sort of does, but... Well, let's do the 009 first, and then we can, we well, can address Well, no, issues. because you, we now we talked about Alpha, but then we have to talk about how in the OG series, it is more or less identical to the Alpha counterpart. Okay. <laughs> Though no, it is the intended successor of the Geshpens Mark II, so that's similar to the classic series. Uh, yes. Anyway. But uh, 009... It's a green it's green. Mine. Yeah, um, and it doesn't have the black hole generator. Yep, it's a green Huckbine. It's pretty cool looking. Uh, yeah, it's all green, right. You know, the quality of the art here is really low, but um, then we have the Huckbine EX. No, we don't. No, we don't. What do we have next? You have missed some of your reading. 
Because the Huckbine is developed from the Wildschwein. Oh, goddammit, I forgot about the fucking Wildschwein. Okay. Yeah, this thing. Eh, it's okay. So it may, have, it may have been intended as a successor to the Gespent, but they didn't take the Gespent as their base. They took this fun little design. The Wildschwein. Okay. By Toshiaki Sugira. Okay, describing this design. Imagine if the Huckbine was even beefier. It's actually very yeah, similar can... to a, the Huckbine. It's, it's, it, this design is actually very Huckbine Geshpenced baby, is what it looks Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah, it does feel like a midway point. Because, like, these shoulders are very Geshpenced. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's got. it still has the Gundam-style head. It has much larger ears now. These are verging on, like, Master Gundam's, like, you know, big points um mm -hmm. the chest is a similar design as the huckbine though you have the instead of having the little vents on the collar you just have these two like tall collar pieces um does have the chest vents still though does have a big red uh cockpit hatch the chest proportions are much wider uh the shoulders are even more massive um Still have the same kind of vent setup, actually, like, in the same areas, um, including having, the, like, you know, the big shutters on the end. Uh, oh, hey, I, what is that on the arm? Is that actually the ring? The one, uh... The one ring? <laughs> no, the, um... No, this is the circle zamber, never mind, this is a different thing. Uh, it is a beam emitter that emits beams out of all the ends of it it's, it makes a circle it's a beam shield basically but it, it i mean this whole thing is is i think actually like reverse engineered yeah this is this all was created in, in our world this was created after the huckbine and so it's a lot of stuff that is like oh this is a shitty version of what the huckbine has and is cool yeah so that's like a leap slasher that can't leap <laughs> yeah basically okay so okay that's what i was thinking is it looks like a leap slasher kind of yeah um all right. Uh, then on the arms, though, going on, um, it does have uh, big red pieces, actually, for the wrists instead of uh, the little white pieces. Uh, large, Everything is larger on this guy, though. Um, mm -hmm. The skirts, same thing. Um, you've still got this, you know, big central crotch piece with the thruster on the bottom. The front skirts are larger, uh, have some extra armor that has these, like, little red dashes through them. Uh, still has these gigantic side skirts pointing down. Um, the rear skirt is still a single piece. Uh, the thighs, chunky thighs. Not really a lot of detail on them, but they are big chunky. Um, same with the legs. They're like the huckbine legs, but they have been reproportioned into a much... Kind of, uh, in a way, shorter, but in a way wider. Like, they're, they're these have weird proportions. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. very geshpenced in design. Um, and then, you know, the feet, same design with, like, the thruster, or, like, little vents on the sides and all that. And you've got the same ankle armor set up. Um, finally, the wings on the back, much larger. Uh, they're, it looks like they're always open with the thrusters out, rather than closing, kind of like the original Huckbinds. Uh, and it still has, like, the giant stabilizer fins on the bottom. Um, this guy, this is just a big guy. This is a really big guy. I like its weaponry because it is a little less fancy. I mean, it has the, like, pretend leap slasher, right? Um, uh, it has a machine gun. It has a shotgun. 
It has the rectangle launcher. It's really funny uh, because, as it even mentions here with the swappable weapon thing, this is a thing that, if I remember right, in the game when you're playing as it, technically these are all just equipable weapons, so if you unequip all the weapons from it, I think all it would have is the circle's amber. I think that's its only unique weapon. Uh, the photon rifle isn't listed as, as swappable, but okay, probably so is. maybe it has. That I mean, too. it could it could just also be a wiki, yeah. you know, thing. Um, I want to show you here, however, it does have the beam safe beam sword, right? Um, here is its animation, and it just is fucking. Watch the beam saber turn on here. Let's see. God, I wish people wouldn't... Oh, that's pretty cool. It turns into sort of a loose flow of beam that he sort of snaps his wrist and it coalesces into a blade. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, just, this just, this video has the same fucking curse of all Super Robot Wars videos. It is stretched to 16 by 9 even though the games are 4 by 3 so everything is slightly wider and it breaks my brain. Yep. But, it's a really sick animation still. Um... Pixels are not rectangular. Don't do this. It's very weird to me that people don't notice that, hey, why do all of my characters... Like, if I took art of a person or I took a photo of a person that was taken at 4 by 3 and I stretched it to 16 by 9 people would notice that. So I don't know why people do that with their video games. Like, mm-hmm. I get it if there's, like, a hack, but this isn't a hack. This is just, I am stretching the graphics to 16 by 9 because question, question, question. I don't know. Anyway, uh, really cool animation though. Um, which again, that's the thing that the OG games especially have going for them is some incredible animation work. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, this thing's cool. Like I said, it's not, you know, it is. It, it definitely feels like a prototype in that it doesn't actually have any of its own special stuff going on. It's just kind of a bigger, beefier Huckbine that has less going on with like special weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now can we talk about the Hulk by EX? Nope. <laughs> what is it now? It's the mass production Wildschwine. Right. Right. Okay. Oh, this is one that was made only for the fucking anime, too. This wasn't even in the video games. That's so annoying. <laughs> I forgot. I do remember these at the beginning of the anime. It's very dumb because... Oh, I wonder if... Hmm... I'm wondering if this replaces the appearance of some Mark IIs or something in the anime. Because, mm. well, the anime uh, of uh, OG the Inspector is the one where Oh, they... yeah, it says that. It uh, says oh, the it uh, mass production Vilge Find was created to substitute for the Huckbind Mark II and the mass production Huckbind Mark II. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of a th- weird thing. And again, we don't have any words on what caused that. But basically, they just... In, when they made the OG the Inspector anime, they eliminated all the Huckbinds from it. Um, I mean, this thing's cool. It's just a gym version of that last one. It's got a cooler color scheme because I like this, like, tan going on. To be fair, I really like the color. I like the mass production Huckbind Mark II a lot, so... And this is... It's it's the, funny because it's, e- it's a little debuffed compared to the Wildschwein, but it's still bigger than the Huckbind. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. But yeah, just good, good tan. Any any other fucking Wildschwein? You are allowed to talk about another Huckbine. Yay, Huckbine EX. Okay, 
The Huckbine EX is, made its appearance in Alpha. It also appeared in... Um, did it actually appear in OG? Let's see. OG... It was mentioned in OG Gaiden, but it didn't actually get to appear. Okay. Um, Once again, we are plagued by dog shit art. Yep. Uh, basically, though, it is a red Huckbine uh, with... So it's it's got some interesting changes. If you actually look at the design of it, they basically it's basically a Huckbine Mark II, but red. So actually, let us move on then, because I'm going to describe the Huckbine Mark II in the Mark II's article. Um, we'll move on to the Mark II. But basically, even though this is an upgraded of the original Huckbine of the 008L, it is actually a red Huckbine Mark II. Okay, but if it doesn't lo- if it looks different enough, I'll make us double back. It doesn't look. If you look at them side by side. Oh, you're right. You're right. Literally they, just... they really are. Yeah. This is this is the same art in a different color. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Huck by does it have different two. weapons? Uh, does... Yes, it has different weapons. Okay. Well, what is he? Okay. Uh, uh... We'll talk about it's it. It's got Vulcan, Micro Missiles, Plasma Sword, Photon Rifle, Leap Slasher, and Black Hole Cannon Kai. <laughs> which just has the G-Impact Cannon uh, attack animation, which is from the Mark II. So it actually, even though the weapons are different, the animations are the same as the Mark II in Alpha. So, you know. Yeah. We, However, we will be back in a way. But, for now. We, we, yeah. But. Yeah. Alright. Huckbine Mark II. Uh, the Huckbine Mark II. Uh, is a Huckbine that is obviously the upgrade of the original Huckbine. Um, the Huckbine Mark II, uh, for its head design, uh, much more classical Gundam V-Fin going on in that it does have like almost like a forehead gem with the blue piece. Um, only has a singular Mohawk camera. Does have visible head Vulcans on the white parts of the head there on the little round bits. Um, still has the ears, but again, toned down a little. Uh, the cheeks, uh, have these little white plates on them. Uh, and then the face, this is where things get interesting. It still has the Gundam eyes, still has the Gundam face mask, but the chin is interesting because it's got like a chin that it wraps around the whole bottom of the face rather than just being like only on the chin. Um, mm-hmm. kind of a cool look. It makes it almost look like it's got like a mouth with fangs or something. Kind of reminds me of, uh... You played Monster Hunter, right? Uh, duh, of course you of course. have. Yeah, I was on that one show, uh, Hunter's Quorum. So I would hope you played it. Um, it kind of reminds me of Gosarog's face, kind of. Sure, sure, I can see it. Like It's just got that like big Oni thing going on. Uh, I, I like this head actually quite a bit. Uh, for the chest, uh, you've still got the little collar vents. Um, very Victory-style chest vents on this, though, uh, where it's just like, you know, the thin yellow line. Um, mm-hmm. instead of being, like, a big open vent. Um, still has the red cockpit hatch. Um, still has the two-section torso. Uh, the shoulders are a similar but still different design. Like, it's got the yellow paneled vents on them. Uh, but they're much closer to the base of the shoulder. Uh, it's got some extra, like, white, uh, like, vents on the top. Um, the arms, uh, much, well... The left arm uh, has, a, has a bit more going on on it here. Um, that is one of the equipments that is equipped to it. You can kind of see uh, that the right arm does not have the same stuff going on. So the bicep uh-huh. is just the bicep. Uh, the lower arm, 
pretty simple design. A uh, little boxy arm with uh, has a white wrist area, and then the yeah. hand at the end. Uh, the wrist is a little more like the wrist armor is a little more extended down than it usually is on this sort of thing. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the weapon that is located on the left arm, I believe that is, is that the chakram shooter? I believe that's what that is. Cause you can see the little round thing at the end of it. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, the skirts are smaller than the original Huckbinds. Uh, also some more simple crotch design. Like it's just got like a little white piece on the top, a little gap, and then the lower armor, um, the front skirts, you've got these big yellow panels uh, going on with them. No, like, they're designed the same way as the panels that are on the vents, but given the design of these, I don't think these, these are thrusters or anything. They're just kind of there. Um, pretty plain side skirts. Uh, for the rear skirts, we finally have two separated rear skirts that are pretty close in design to the front skirts. Um, then for the legs, you've got thicker thighs, actually, with this going on. Uh, more... They feel more armored, and I think it's because these legs also fit together very neatly. Because um, <clears throat> you've, you, you know, you've got the joint, you've got the mesh, uh, like, wires on the back. But then the way that the uh, lower leg is, like, the knee goes up over the thigh in a really clean way. So it almost looks like a bigger, like, monostructural thing, which is kind of cool. Kind of reminds me of Junie Shigaki's art, even though this is still kind of obviously Hajime Kotoki's art um, hmm. in this case. Um, on the knees, though, you've got, like, little yellow panels. Uh, on the sides of the legs, inside of these little gaps, you've got uh, a couple of yellow panels. Uh, four on each leg, two on either side. Um, on the back of the leg, no real detail, actually. Just some lines, um, like panel lining. Uh, the ankle armor has changed a little. You've got a bigger white ankle armor uh, piece, and then that actually has, like, a little blue piece sticking out of it, so it's got, like, two layers of ankle step armor. guard. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you've got the wraparound protecting the back of the ankle, uh, much like the uh, earlier one. Uh, the feet are a bit more simplified. Slightly higher heel, it looks like to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think I agree. But very just standard Gundam feet where you've got, like, the single color, and then you've got the whole sole, and that's it. Um, yeah. Oh, and then finally the backpack. You've got a smaller kind of wing backpack, though it does have uh, little side wings sticking out of it, which is pretty cool. I like the wing binder actually design on this. Um, mm-hmm. It just creates a pleasant silhouette. Um, so, Huckbind Mark II. What if we just decided to not give it a black hole engine anymore? We gave Sounds it. Sounds like it'd be weaker. Uh, well. Uh, it either has a fusion generator in Alpha or a plasma generator in OG. Um, so are Alpha and OG just like, like the like the Vita and DS and 3DS versions of the same game, effectively? N- no. <laughs> so because everything is like like mirrored across them. All OG is is them going. We are going to make an original story using our original designs from all of the crossover games. Sometimes they change details pretty greatly. Sometimes they'll basically import the stories wholesale. It just depends on how much they can keep. Um, I see. Obviously, for instance, the Huckbine can no longer be developed by the Earth Federation because they cannot have the Earth Federation in, you know, an OG game. But all the other details, anything they don't have to change, they don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, It gets weird when they have... 
Modern SRWs don't have to worry about it as much, but the older SRWs used to try to, like, tie in the original stuff to a lot more to the, um... A, a lot more into the story, like, directly with the technology and whatnot. I mean, that's how you end up with, like... They even, like, mix stories around a lot more in the older games. That's how you get the Mazenkaiser, which is literally, uh... If I remember right, the way the Mazenkaiser got made in, uh... Because Mazenkaiser, even though it's a design that now exists in the Mazinger universe, was originally for SRW, and the way it exists is the Mazinger is exposed to Getter radiation. Uh, like how the Shin Getter is, and, uh, that actually makes it turn into the Mazenkaiser. It's like, yo, check it out. You already thought the Mazinger was cooler than the Getter. Turns out when we turn into a Getter, it's also cooler than Getters. I'm sorry, the Shin Getter is cooler than all of these machines. No. You're fucking wrong, but okay. We're okay. not on that. <laughs> you're not supposed to say okay, you're supposed to argue, but whatever. I know I know your ways. I know your ways. I think the Shin Getter is really dumb. You think the Shin... Mm. Mm. I can't do it. I can't do it. I think the Mazinger is way more dumb than the Shin Getter. <laughs> okay. And I think I I am a Getter liker. I don't like the, I like the Mazinger well enough, but you and a couple other people I know are really like the Mazinger in a way that weirds me out because I it's it's fine. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've ever mentioned to you that yes, I like the Mazinger. Yes, but you mentioned Mazinger. it's better than the Shin Getter, and now I'm mad. So I'm gonna. It's mostly just you that the that. Shin Getter is bad. I mean. Mazinger's uh, cool, but like, you how know, is listen. the Shin Getter bad? <clears throat> I can't do this. I can't do this. This isn't that episode. I'm afraid I can't tell you. The Shin Getter and its fucking wings are really cool. Anyway, whatever. The good wings. Anyway, all right. Uh, it's like putting good speakers in a shit car. Anyway, <laughs> fuck the fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> we keep saying anyway, but then we keep continuing. Um, all right, so. <clears throat> the Mike, uh, the Mark II, Mike II, uh, the Mark II, um, does have uh, a uh, basically a core block system going on. It has a personal fighter module uh, in the chest, which is made of the chest uh, and the uh, head, uh, so the pilot can escape. Uh, well, not the whole, not the whole torso, but you know, part of it. You I thought you were going to say not the whole pilot. I was like, wow. Yeah, Rough. no, at least half of them behind. Their legs, you forfeit your legs if you retreat. Um, It's funny that this actually has kind of a more victory chest, because look at the little core fighter. It kind of does a victory, though it, it covers the head up a little bit better than the victory does, but it is funny to me that if you look at the personal fighter in the gallery here, it is like a little victory core fighter. It's cute. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um... So, yeah, uh, the Huckbine Mark II, besides being a mass-produced prototype, uh, was meant for use by telekinetic pilots. So, it can, it has a Gravicon system, which can be used to generate a defensive gravity wall or fire the external G-impact cannon. Uh, the Teeling system also has, can interact with the pilot's telekinetic brainwaves, and it also has the Uranus system, which kicks into action with both the pilot and machine are in immediate danger, Further drawing out the pilot's telekinesis abilities to the maximum limit and beyond. I don't know what that means. It's it's just you know it's got the it's, got it's the an ability so system. that when you're in the game when you're at lower health it does more 
it, it gets more of stats. Uh, oh, does it visor? Does its visor turn red or anything, or is it just stats? No, it's just stats. Boring. Um, if you didn't kill a new type to make it, why should I care? <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, you've got uh, y- you've got these. The 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 Huckbine Mark II is fine. It's you know. It's it's a cute design. Uh, its weapons are it has the Vulcans in the head. Um, it has a light sword in the Alpha games, where it's just a generic beam sword in the OG games. Um, the photon rifle. It's got the Chakram shooter, which is a wire guided circular saw blade that it launches. Um, it, it 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 also it, it should note it generates a beam. So, uh. And then in, uh, it also has a Graviton Rifle T, which are actually t- taken from the uh, Mark III. Uh, they kind of resemble the dual Graviton Rifle of, of the Huckbine 30. So, um, Yeah. And then, of we'll course, the G-Impact Cannon. This is the Gravity Impact Cannon, which is kind of a substitute for the Black Hole Cannon. Uh, it still launches a sphere of gravity. Uh Obviously not as strong as the Black Hole Cannon, but still a very strong weapon because you are literally creating a gravity well around an enemy in a giant robot, so it's going to crush them and their robot and fuck them up. Yeah, overall this is uh, a machine that is like, we're going to sacrifice some of the Huckbine's power to make it stable. Yep, to make it not be a vanishing trooper. Um, Cowards. So, there are two variations of this. One is the Huckbind Mark II Trombe. Uh, this is the special unit uh, used by Elzem uh, V. Bronstein, also known as Ratzel Feinschmecker. That's what they call me. Uh, who I love. Uh, obviously, the, the unit is the Trombe, and his theme is Trombe. Uh, do you know the thing about Trombe? I don't. So, in one of the games that had Trombe, I believe it was in the Alpha games, they screwed up... So, the music has a priority list, normally. If you were in battle, it plays your... If you are the one initiating a battle, it plays your unit's theme. If the enemy is initiating the battle, it plays their theme. If you're against a boss, even if it's your turn and you're the one initiating it, it plays the boss's theme. However, they accidentally made it so Trombe has the number one priority over every other song so any battle he goes into it plays trombe even if it's a boss even if it's a boss attacking him trombe is what plays this became kind of a joke to the degree that the only time it ever gets interrupted because they kept it in even the later games is at one point a battleship that has a bunch of external speakers that are playing the blue danube actually does get to overpower Trombe uh, if you have him attack that battleship. Um, but it's kind of a joke, and they've kept it in the games so that the, the his Trombe theme always uh, plays uh, no matter what now, basically. Um, good for him. is a good theme also. Uh, unfortunately, what it makes me think of is a stupid video that... Very small video that... Only me and a couple friends know about, but it always makes me laugh, called Chicken Cyclone, because 
a dude starts microwaving a chicken sandwich in like the little plastic and you know he has the hole poked in it and then the chicken starts spinning and then trombe starts playing when that happens it's a very dumb video but it's quite funny anyway okay it is a red and black uh uh huck bind though it's got red on the forehead on like the shoulders on like some of the little vent areas now you can kind of tell that this is fan art because uh, if you look at it, this is very badly done. Uh, the coloring of the red in particular. Yeah, it really looks rough. I believe all they did, uh, whoever made this, no offense to them. I doubt they're listening to the show, though, because this art has probably been here for years and years and years. Uh, looks like what they did was they desaturated the original art or like use like, you know, the hue saturation thing that lets you select it for multiple colors muted all the colors that they could um that they needed to and then try coloring all the white parts red and yeah there's um looking at the weird uh unfortunately stretched in game sprites on youtube uh the the red is a very different shade on this actual design um mm-hmm. there's there's more pink in it i would say yeah still red but um but it's yeah kind of maroony it's it's basically though it's you know fancy huck mine nothing too fan no no like unique weapons or anything going on with it mm-hmm. um and then of course there's the max production huckbind mark ii which i like even more than the normal huckbind mark ii uh because i like this guy the mass production huckbind mark ii is similar in design to the huckbind mark ii only toned down a bit right you look at the mm-hmm. head it has a gym visor instead of a gundam head with a v-fin um but it looks pretty cool with this style of head i think um the shoulders uh have one less little yellow panel vent on them the uh skirt on the front also has slightly less panels going on it's a bit more simplified the legs are very simplified with only having uh one panel on either side of the leg but otherwise very similar design ultimately uh finally oh the backpack is also like a little wing backpack instead, like very, you know, just two little small wings and some little thrusters, um, but not like the bigger, fancier wing pack of the uh, mm-hmm. normal Mark II. Uh, it's pretty cool though. I like I like this unit um, quite a bit. It does uh, have the same colors as the mass production uh, Wildschwein because, of course, it's just a replacement for it. So yeah. why not copy the colors? Uh, it's cool. It's a cool design, I think. Uh, it has... I really like the color, too, because it's not, like, just, like, a yellow. It's almost like a beige. Like, a very... You know, like... Maybe cream would be a good color, a good name for it. It's a it's a it's nice sort of, color. Like, sort of like, like sand and cream. Yeah. Yeah. I like this design a lot. Um... But, yeah, uh, technically it has three successors, so uh, let's see. Do any of these have art? Uh, well, the Bergelmir does not have art here. Let me see if I can actually find it. Uh, I found the moon. Uh, ah, right, Saturn. it's this thing. I didn't realize that these were based on... The Huckbine? Wait, no. Hold on. Yeah, developed from the Huckbine Mark II. It's these things? Well, 
if you read the if you read the page it's yeah. like this is um it's been it, it's it's used by the ancestors it's been injected with machine cells and forced and to change, change shape to increase yeah. its performance because this is the these are the things used by like the um i believe it's the machinery children um that's what they call me yes uh the the the, the machinery children yeah that that is who use it um, in uh, Alpha Gaiden. And I do remember these. It just caught me off guard because as you look at these designs, these are not... These do not resemble the Huckbine at all. These are just unique, weird machines. Uh, well, they're a variation. I have to describe them. Uh, so, you've got a very pointy head. Uh, it's got like almost like a sort of like a rooster crest or something, like a bird crest going on with the head, uh, swept backwards with multiple layers of spikes. Uh, the face is kind of the Gundam face thing going on of the Huckbine, other than the chin, which protrudes out really far forward. And the side little vents on the head are very far out there. Mm -hmm. um, the torso is a very simple torso, She's so got, like, a little hood on top, uh, you know, above, like, the cockpit hatch. You've got, like, these little red orbs in the middle, uh, like, instead of the vents. And it's still got the two-section body. Uh, these shoulders are a simplified version of the Huckbine shoulders. Um, you know, they, it's just basically the armor with no paneling or anything on it. Uh, got a couple of, like, layers of armor, but it's not. You know, it's this. Luckily for us, is not a very detailed design. Actually, now that I, now that I'm looking at it, um, the upper arm is you know simple bicep design. The lower arm is very fancy. It's got a very big piece that connects, like like the area around where it connects into the joint is almost like a big sleeve, like it's wearing a big pair of gloves. And the hands are unique in that they end with claws, and they also have like almost like a knuckle duster kind of like wraparound piece. Uh, around the hand. Um, mm -hmm. It also uses a very interesting shape of sword that it is holding in all of these uh, in all of this art. Um, it's a cool design. I don't remember what that sword name is, but like like that kind of blade shape IRL. But um, the skirt, very interesting skirt because it's almost a very literal like fold type skirt where you've got like a big frontal piece with like some ornamentation in the middle and then just kind of wraps around um not again not a lot of detail on it not like no thrusters or anything um mm -hmm. thighs same thing pretty plain thighs which is the line down the middle of them uh for the knees you got these giant yellow spikes sticking out for the knees uh for the lower leg armor depending on whether you're looking at the anime art or the game art which i'm just going off the game art the game art has some very square armor going on here uh for the legs like, you've got, like, the layer where the knee is on, and then you've got, like, another big square below. It almost makes the legs look skeletal, because you can see some of the frame there. Um, and then the foot is this very interesting design. You've got, like, a big spike popping out of the, like, front top of the foot. Like, a big yellow spike popped out. Uh, and then you've got just, like, a big blue toe piece that's sticking forward. Uh, two uh, rear heel pieces that are in blue that are very small. And then it's got two, like, Hermes sandal-style, like, you know, things around the ankle armor. Like, two, like, little wings. Finally, uh, for the back of this unit, this unit has a 
big ring on the back of it uh that is like a it's like the fusion and raijin ring like something like yeah it's it's related to that i don't know my shit well enough yeah uh so you've got this really big big uh like backpack ring that has the uh six plagues on them which are uh maga like little magatamas uh that are remote weapons whoo a lot of designs on the on this episode um yeah so the bergelmir okay uh its other weapons are a machinery rifle which is a compact machine rifle uh the arm nutter which is its uh okay it's a dao right that's the kind of blade it is a dao like melee weapon uh, sure, it also has sense. a linear missile launcher a missile launcher designed like a gatling gun that can fire volleys of small missiles successively only seen on SRWOG, the inspector and the second super robot wars original generation so in the anime and in the second og game okay um there's also the sniper pt which is from a manga uh which is basically a mass production huckbine mark ii but with like a cool sniper scope head a little bit of extra armor going on like it's got some reactive armor on the uh skirts it's got also some little arm guards added to the arms and some very almost like ground gundam style knee armor going on because it's got like the little dots that kind of mm-hmm. remind me of that um yeah and it's got a cool big fuck off rifle official name unknown just a big physical rifle that has an under barrel bipod attachment and a sensor radome on top this is a cool design yeah. i assume that thing can move up and down right like a like a gym sniper on its uh, head the visor uh yeah I'm looking at the appearances. Uh, it looks like it's designed to, because it has, like, a rail section you can see, right? Mm-hmm. So I would assume it can, but... Yeah. We just never see it up. And then the Fail 3. Oh! <laughs> this is a cool unit, though! Let's see this thing. Okay, I'm gonna... Oh, hey! Okay! I'm in... Um... I, like I have a it. problem with it, but is... otherwise, okay. The problem is it has the fucking blitz thing, the blitz Gundam piece of shit on it. I mean, no, that's just a f- fucked up rifle. We'll talk. About I mean, it. If... yeah, okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, so yeah, this this design though, the fail three is a uh, it looks very similar to the um, the uh, mass production um, uh. Huckbine Mark II, but it is in lime green. It does have an extra, almost like a commander antenna as well, mm-hmm. uh, that is swept so, like, back. Yeah, like in a commander mohawk kind of thing. Yeah, commander mohawk, I should say. Uh, and the ears are also swept back a bit more on the design. Uh, the otherwise, like parts of the head are pretty similar. The torso is pretty similar, also. Like you can tell, there's like a few years between this art, but and like you know when it was drawn. But, like, the design is the same. Uh, the shoulders mm-hmm. are also the same design. Only difference is at the ends of the shoulders, it has little shields attached to the end of them. So, of course, I'm happy with that because these are pretty fucking cool. They're not exact copies, but, like, with the handle and the shape, they look kind of ground gun to me. Yep. A uh, little more full than that. Not not tiny baby shields like the ground gun has. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, the arms are the same design as the mass production type. Uh, for the skirts... 
The skirts are also the same design as the mass production type, as well as the legs. Um, the backpack also is the same design as the mass production type. So basically, this is a head swap with some extra equipment um, and some cool colors. I like these colors a lot, actually. I don't know. You don't really get like a minty green like this a lot on mechs. I like the shade of green they use. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weapons. It has the G revolver, which is a mecha-sized revolver. Um, the Roche Saber, the Photon Rifle. It has a Sword Launcher, which fires two rocket-propelled blades at a target. Which, that's the gun there. You can see that... So that is like the fucking Blitz. Um, it shoots blade darts. Yeah. Oh, you don't like the blade darts. Okay, okay. They're dumb. I think they're kind of fun. I like the We've talked about this. This does look this does look cooler than the Blitzes. That's the other thing is I like this because it's an underslung rifle. It also has the switchblade gun, which is uh, it has a high powered beam launcher in the middle of that, which and it is you are just shooting swords, which compared to shooting darts is definitely cooler. Um, and then it has the gunstablader, which is actually just a move where it is that is a move that is not a weapon. Hmm. It slashes with uh. It slashes and shoots and, and yeah, stuff. It just okay, slashes great. and shoots, yeah. Okay. Still, it's cool. This thing is cool looking. Yeah, no, there's actually a pretty neat, neat machine. Um, okay. <sighs> okay, sorry. We are... Yeah, you're realizing how... You, this this might be a two-part episode. Are you realizing that the Huckbine might be a two-part episode? Because we're over an hour in... And we have are no, we have more than we're not halfway. Well, we're no, not no, halfway. no. Some of these will be faster than you think. Like, okay, okay. I, I don't think we'll need to make this a two-parter, but it will be a long episode if you're okay with that. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. All right. So, uh, the Huckbind Mark III. There's two types. They don't really matter because they basically look the same. Uh, there's the type L and the type R. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just the same design. I think they just made two of them. And they're clearly, they are much, I feel like design-wise, they look like much less of a jump to the two than from, uh, to the two to the three than from the one to the two. Yes. Um. Yeah, these resemble a lot more, the, these resemble the two a lot more, basically. So the head has uh, changed the colors a little bit. You now have like a white jewel on the head and the uh, forehead jewel area is a little bit fancier, but otherwise like the area with the Vulcans and whatnot is the same design. Uh, the eyes also, instead of having the red ring around the eyes, like the Gundam style one, it actually changed the, that to a dark blue, uh, which makes it just look sleepy. Um, <laughs> the torso is... Also a bit more simplified, actually, in that you've got, like, the little vents on the collars, but it actually has no chest vents at all now. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's how efficient their cooling has become. Which is just kind of interesting. Uh, they, uh... The shoulders are a similar design, but a bit more square. They're a little larger and more armored feeling on this design. I think overall this design, like, you know, it gets complicated by elements on the back and how they link into things, but it feels like basic elements are more blocky now. Yeah, like, the the upper arms uh, are still, you know, pretty simple, squared. 
the lower arms, I, I kind of like the way they did the patterning with the uh, little wrist pieces. Instead of just like the one big white wrist piece, you've got like almost like a checkerboard thing going on there. Um, which I think is kind of neat. Um, also a weapon attached to the left wrist. We'll talk about it. Um, okay. So then going on to the skirts, the skirts are simplified as well, as well as the crotch piece actually too. The crotch piece is just a little white piece on top, a little thruster on the bottom and otherwise basically a big square. The skirts are very simple skirts with yellow, uh, lining on the bottom this is the first design that have just square side skirts, like Gundam-style ones, instead of uh, the big pointy ones. Uh, it still has the same deal as the Mark II, with the uh, two separated rear skirts resembling the front skirts. Uh, the upper thigh, uh, pretty bare bones, right? Looks like a th upper thigh. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a little bump of armor at the bottom of it. but uh, And then for the lower leg... Uh, very monostructural. Doesn't have all the gaps that the Mark II has. Like, the Mark II had a lot of, like, little gaps. This feels very, like, closed in. Um, does have, like, some dark blue armor pieces, like, on the sides that you can see that are, you know, separate from the main leg. But it, it feels like a lot more structurally, like, a, a, it looks like a stable design. Like, obviously, I'm sure the Mark II is stable, but you know what I mean. Like, it, yeah, it's very monostructural in this way. Uh, it has the three yellow panels also on either side of the leg. Um, and uh, no real detail on the front and back. You've got some lining, uh, like some white lining around the uh, ankle armor on either side. Um, on the front and the back. Uh, you've got the little victory style like popped out ankle guard. Uh, very simple feet. Um, slightly less of a high heel going on with these. Um, but otherwise, simple feet design. Uh, finally, uh, the back binder has changed. You now have a new back binder that has, I believe these are missile launchers on top. And then on the bottom, it's just got like a row of thrusters. Um, yeah, so the Huckbind Mark III. This was a designed, this was designed as a successor to the Mark II. It mm -hmm. was supposed to be a miniaturized, high-performance uh, SRX. Um, it has, you know, a T-Link system, so it has, it can do the psychic shit. Um, it has a Tronium engine, uh, which the Tronium engine is like the same thing that the, uh, SRX uses. So high power engine, basically. Okay, sure. Yeah. The other problem with, uh, SRW introducing so many games, uh, that all have different tech and then trying to introduce them all together is you, you end up with a lot of proper nouns. Um... Actually, so maybe I'm getting ahead of us a little bit, maybe, but I was, hmm. So the thing about the machine they give you in Super Robot Wars, the, the, the main character one, right? Uh-huh. Is that traditionally, and obviously not always the case, but traditionally you sort of get a choice whether to develop it into real robot or super robot. And it doesn't seem like there's a super robot option with any of the Huckbinds. No, because the, the in the old games, it wasn't that you choose the upgrade. It was that you chose whether you had the super robot or the real robot. I see, I see. Yeah, so, like, in the old games, you would pick between, like, I think it was, like, the Grungust and the Geshpenst and stuff like that. Um, I see, I see. Yeah, you, you, it used to be that you picked a mech wholesale. They only started doing the upgrades later, I think, just because it was simpler to design for. Because in the old games... They, some of them they would do, oh, now we have to do an upgrade for them. Like in uh, Alpha 3, there are four playable characters, 
two uh, reels and two supers, and each of those reels and supers has an upgrade, so that's eight robots you have to design. Hmm. With their own animations and everything. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so they, they simplified it in later games, because obviously uh, the games... Once you hit the HD era, these games probably, I think, got exponentially harder to design for than the sprite eras. And even in the sprite eras, they were delivering really good animations for the time. Um, But yeah. Anyway, uh, alright, so uh, armaments on the Mark III, though. So the Mark III was also designed uh, to have a system for equipping uh, some external modules, uh, specifically the boxer and the gunner, and we will talk about those. Um, Oh, hey, you can see the Vulcans on this one. Yep. Yep, you can see the Vulcans on the Mark II also. In the same spot. Oh, I didn't look. Yeah, you can. Okay. Uh, so, yep, it has the Twin Vulcans, it has the Roche Saber, it has the Multi-Trace Missiles. Each pod has 40 small missiles, so it has a total of 80 missiles, so quite a bit of missiles in those backpack- in that backpack. Very small ones, but, you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of micro-missiles is always cool. Um, the Photon Rifle, the Fang Slasher, which is the new uh, left forearm one. When you use the weapon, it opens up into a large cross-shaped shuriken and is thrown at the enemy. Uh... There's, it's actually kind of a simple weapon in comparison to some of the other ones, like the, uh, you know, the various, uh... Yeah, this is just a folding boomerang from Castlevania. Yeah, this is basically, yeah, Castlevania boomerang. Um, and then finally the Graviton Rifle, uh, it is a miniaturized version of the Huckbind Mark II's G-Impact Cannon. Uh, though it's less powerful than the base model, it's still very strong, and obviously you can use it, like, one-handed, um... Yeah, so it's a fancy machine. Oh, it's really interesting that um, at, in the first they they get rid of they stop doing this after the first alpha, but on the first alpha it doesn't carry it; it just summons it from a warp field. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, I do really like the design of these missile pods, by the way. Uh, and if you see them at the bottom there, I I just I always like when a missile pod has missiles on the other side of the door when it opens up like that. I think that's, that's just cool. efficiency. That's good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll talk about those two forms. Uh, or actually, before we talk about those forms, Huckbind Mark III Trombe. It's the same thing as the other Trombe, where it's a red and black and yellow version. You know, and a roughly colored version. Thank you, Wiki. Yeah. I'm sure sh- I'm sh- you did your best. Um. All right, so we'll start. We'll start with the Huckbind Boxer. Uh, so there's the AM Boxer support module, uh, which is never really used on its own, though it can ride it. Um, we we do see that happen once or twice or certain attack animations. But basically, the Boxer. This is a very large pack that is just an extra set of arms and legs to make it bigger. So um, the parts that it adds are. Um, I think these are connected via the backpack, but you can see them wrapped around the shoulder and such. You have two Mm -hmm. giant arms. Uh, They have their own big shoulder piece that's just like a big round armored shoulder. And then two large arms. Uh, The arms have little handles at the wrist so that the little arms can grab them. And then for the legs, obviously the legs just kind of slot into the legs. Actually, that's probably why the legs have such a simple design now that I think about it on the Mark III is because they got to fit into these. Um, mm, and these are just makes sense. These are just huge, 
legs that it's wearing on its legs, right? Uh, it's got some upper thigh armor with some yellow panels. Um, it's got very super robot war knife feet. Yeah. Uh, I do like the thing with the legs here, actually, because you can see some of the original leg, like, on the inside part. That's just the leg of the Mark III itself. Mm, and yeah. I like the way that the little black line, or, like, the dark blue lines connect to the new part on the bottom of the leg there. Like, it all looks like one leg still. Just It's it's a genuine-ass hard point. Yeah. I love it. Look at that. Very, very efficient design here. Uh, I like it. And then uh, some giant feet at the bottom, and these feet have big knives. And there's also, on the back of it, you can see, like, the big sh- skeletal structure basically holding all of this together on the back. Um, uh does it have to, do those arms, do the bigger arms latch onto the other arms, or does it effectively have four arms? It, I think it does effectively have four arms, though I don't know if these arms are capable of independent movement without just grabbing onto those handles. Damn it. I want it, I want it to do the fucking Aura Aura, where it has its normal arms crossed while its two other arms do a punching flurry. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, really sick. the two main new weapons it gets from this are the Geist Knuckle which is uh, it it concentrates uh, psychic energy into the fist and punches. Uh, and then the catapult kick, which is a basically a rider kick done with the feet blades. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the G-sword diver or gravity sword diver. Um, the AM boxer enters slash mode, so it just turns into the... Um, so basically the whole thing disconnects from the Huckbine boxer, right? Or from the Huckbine. Mm-hmm. And folds up, and the way it folds up, the two blades on the feet all point, like, they, they both point forward together and all that. Basically becomes, like, a giant sword-like surfboard. Uh, the Mark III rides on it like a surfboard, guides it with the pilot's telekinesis, and then crashes it into the enemy. Which, you know, that's cool. Okay, sure. Alright, the Huckbine Gunner. Uh... The Huckbine is writing the AM Gunner. The AM Gunner actually is has its own art, um, which is actually kind of useful because then I can... It, literally, it's just a Mega Rider, but with some extra beams on it is what it is. Um, because it, yeah. yeah. It, it looks like, a, it looks like and, uh, you know, it is like practically a Mega Rider, but it also is kind of filling the role of like a uh, uh, GP03 situation here. Yeah. So, basically, though, it's, you know, a long, writable vehicle, um, same colors as the Huckbine and all that going on. Uh, the Huckbine, you know, mounts it from sort of the back middle, you can see where it is. I mean, you'll, you'll be looking at the art, hopefully. Uh, it does end with a giant pointed nose cone, and then it's got four, uh, cannons, uh, all around, uh, located, uh, you've got two, two on the front, and two above um and or two on the front sides two above and yeah it's you know it's it's a big it's a big bike that the thing rides mm-hmm. um the additional weapons that it gets from this are the leap missiles which are missiles that are on the side compartments of the uh am gunner uh the graviton rifle or no, sorry, the uh, gravity ring, 
which, let's see, a band of Zol or a Calconium is fired from a G-impact cannon barrel, which is then guided by the pilot's telekinesis to circle around the enemy in a ring shape before shrinking and crushing the target using gravity. Okay. Um, and then it's got, uh, it's got four G-impact cannons. Uh, those are actually full-ass G-impact cannons from the Mark II. Uh, so Jeez. it has four of the Mark II's big special weapon uh, lined up around it and can fire those. A little excessive. A little excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, weird one here. The Garbine Mark III. But we're almost yep. done. Maybe not as close as you think, but you know. <sighs> I don't know what secrets you're talking. Uh, I mean, I guess we I'm not to- talking about. I'm not talking about secrets. There's just a lot of shit. We <laughs> skipped a whole tree. <laughs> what the X bind tree? Yeah, there's a lot of those. I mean, the X bind boxer and gunner do the same fucking thing as the Huckbind Mark Three. Well, anyway, let's let's well, do the Garbine. Yeah, anyway, here. Garbine Mark Three. Um, so in the anime's continued version of, we can't put the Huckbind in it. They put the Huckbine in it, but they replaced its head with a <laughs> head from uh, one of the lions, uh, the, the, the Garlion, uh, from, um, you know, from SRW, uh, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous to me that they put the Huckbine Mark III in almost wholesale, but they replaced its shoulders and its head, kind of. They even made a trombe. Yep, and they have a Trombe version, and that's when it debuts. And actually, that's when you get the joke in the anime where the guy literally looks at it and goes, wait, you're not fooling anyone, that's a hut, and then he gets interrupted. (laughs) (laughs) It's really weird. It's like, I want to know why they did this anyway. um, Yeah, that's all it is, though. Uh, You can also see art down below of the Garbine Gunner. Yeah, because it, Cause it can do know. that too. Why not? Yeah, because I mean, it does the same thing as the Mark III. So <laughs> it, it literally just replaces the Huckbine Mark III. So in roll. All right, Xbine. So the Xbine. This is the least Gundam of all the of all the uh, family here. Uh, of course, much like the Mark III, there's a Type L and Type R. They look the same. Uh, the Xbine though is okay. So. We've removed the V-fin entirely. It still has the Mohawk camera, and it still has the little ear pieces. Um, It now has an interesting eye shape where it has a pair of shades over the two eyes. So it's got a very unique eye thing going on. Uh, Though it kind of also looks like the Banpresto logo because of that. Um, Yeah. uh, It still has the same face and, like, the little, like, cheek vents. Um, By the way, the X-Bind was specifically made for the anime. Um... Uh, it doesn't actually get to appear in video games until OG Infinite Battle, which is their fake super, uh, fake uh, Extreme Versus, and OG The Moon Dwellers way later. Wait, um, they made an Extreme Versus? Yes, uh, it's OG Infinite Battle. It's not very good, but they tried making oh. a PS3. It's an it, it it's Extreme Versus basically, but you know it's okay. an arena fighter. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So for the torso, uh. This has a very weird torso. It's got like a... still has the collar pieces that are the same, but where it gets weird is the vents. The yellow pieces just kind of continue down the torso, like where the vents are. Mm-hmm. And then 
above the cockpit hatch, you have like this little split in the armor, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Still has the Gundam 2 section torso going on. Uh, the shoulders are now just these big ass, just real big shoulders. Um, they've got white they armor. They look kind of, um, what? Uh, they look almost like she Gundam. I can kind of see that, yeah. They've got, like, white armor, and then you've got a bunch of these yellow panels underneath uh, on the, like, front bottom of the armor or at the top end of the armor. Uh, Some gray little vent pieces. Uh, You've got, like, a little white pad on the bottom of it. Um, The arm itself, simple upper arm, just square. The lower arm, another new lower arm design, very squared. Uh, It does have these yellow panels on the wrist, as well as having, like, a white wraparound wrist uh, that is pretty large. Um, for the skirts, uh, the skirt has a thruster on, or the crotch piece has a thruster on the bottom and a little blue section on the top that's, even though it's the same color, it's still like its own devoted section. Uh, the front skirts kind of resemble the shoulders in that it is a white armor piece with like some yellow below with like the gray vent and then another yellow piece on the right slash left on, you know, the edge. Uh, uh-huh. And then some blue, a little bit of blue armor on the bottom and on the side. Um, square side skirts, you know, simple square. Uh, the rear skirt, uh, uh, basically just a plain rear skirt with like a little yellow lining at the bottom. Two, you know, two separate pieces. Um, has a little mount for a weapon on the back. Uh, the legs are... Uh, very simple thighs. Uh, the legs themselves, you get very similar to the Mark III's legs in that it still has, like, because this needs to work with the boxer and it still wants to have the same effect, it still has, like, you know, the dark blue part going down the middle of the leg. But, like, the details around it have changed. The knee is now white with yellow lining around it. Um, yellow panels a lot all over these legs, actually, basically. Uh, similar ankle armor, though, and very similar feet. Uh, finally, the most extreme difference is the wings on this. Uh, instead of having a backpack like the Mark III, it's got these like weird wing backpacks. It's got a modified AL striker. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's a bunch of wings basically around some thrusters. Um, I do like it. I will say. Yeah. Um. I I I think looking at this, it's really interesting because looking at especially the way they use like the like the yellow and gray panels all over this thing. Mm-hmm. You know the this obviously debuted in their anime. You know what came out concurrently, what? same year, Gundam Unicorn. Mm, that's fine. And I feel like you can see it. Yeah. So uh, interesting. The um, yeah, it is interesting. It's such a weird, weird creation. The X Spine. Uh, then the X Spine L, same thing, but it's in red. That's it. Mm-hmm. Instead of blue um all right so yeah basically same history as the mark three um i do like how the trivia section here talks about how oh it's just fan speculation but then the technical and historical uh section says uh it was created due to sunrise not liking the idea of the popularization of a gundam like mecha not owned by them and it's like well wait hold on you can't say that's speculation but then also put that it's not speculation in that section anyway yeah. Uh, the X-Bine Boxer. It is the X-Bine wearing the Huckbine Boxer's Boxer unit. Um, it is the same exact design. You know, uh, for the Boxer here. 
They didn't yeah. change that at all. Same with the gunner. It's just writing on the gunner. Okay. The X-X-Bine. My favorite of the bunch for the X-Bines. This unit exists because what happens is in the OG storyline, in OG 2nd for the PS3, the uh, Huckbines are being transported after being destroyed. They are All three of them are destroyed on screen, and all their special parts are being deployed. They, the 008L, the black hole engine they're trying to recover, the Mark II's Gravicon system, the Tronium engine from the Mark III, they're trying to just move all this stuff so they can recover it. That transport also gets attacked by uh, an enemy. Well, uh, 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 a very strange character named Ing Egret, later known as Ing Wish, because his name is, he chooses to have the last name Wish, so his name is Wishing. Um, uh, Dylan, who, you're jumping the gun. Oh, uh, what am I jumping the gun with? Oh, goddammit, I have to talk about the X by Nash, right? Yep. Okay, the X by Nash. Just the just the ash, really. Yeah. The ash is basically a damaged as hell X bine. Uh, With some different armaments and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. So the head has an extra little like yellow crest over it, blocking the eyes. Uh, on the chest, you've got uh red tape applied over those yellow vent pieces. I, I see. I understand something that I didn't before. Okay. The are you talking about the shades on the thirty being uh, and and all the tape on the thirty and everything? Yeah. I was like, it's why did they do this? Unit. It's like, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. These shoulders are a bit more square than the original X binds, um, and also are covered in caution tape. Uh, as you hit the wrist, you get a lot more of the 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 red is very obviously tape because if you look at like the arms, the red is not actually applied evenly to these arms. Like, so the red is, like, mm. unpainted or, like, damaged areas. It's very interesting, actually. Um, it looks surprisingly cool. Yeah. Uh, well, even it's, like, visor that has that is supposed to be over its eyes has a fucking cool anime scar on it, which I think is really funny. <laughs> um, same with the skirt. You've got, like, a lot of patchwork panel work going on on the skirt, uh, on the front skirts and the side skirts. Um, the... Thighs have a lot of tape over them. The left thigh is completely red. Um, you got a lot of patchwork panels going on, on on the knees on either side. More caution tape just hanging off of it. Same foot design, obviously, but the foot has extra panels. Uh, finally, on the backpack, it's just wearing a big cape that is all torn up and tattered. Uh, its armaments are... It has a shield... Uh, that has that that is the sheath for the T-Link saber, uh, which the T-Link saber is just like this really strong sword that it, it is made of a material that is uh able to be used with um with like the psychic powers basically. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, they can. You, you, the sword is able to be used with like psychic stuff. Okay, so. This is what Ing pilots at first. And then those Huckbines get, you know, are being transported, all their damaged parts, and they get attacked again. And then Ing is like, no, I, I gotta stop them from being destroyed. And the way he does this is by using his immense psychic power to basically pull all those special, like, parts into the X-Bine Ash. 
and then using his psychic powers molds it into a new machine, which is the XX Bine. So it it has a teeling system, a Uranus system. It, it has the Tesla drive from the Mark II, so it can fly. It has the you know tronium engine, the black hole engine, and the gravicon system. It, it this is okay. So Ing is a character that has all the special things going on with him. Like he's a machinery child who's also like uh, a clone of uh, Ingram Pliskin, uh, who is also uh, like you know one of the strongest this, psychic the people. Things, the things you're saying all mean, mean yes. things. They don't mean, they don't mean anything to you, but basically he's all the special things. He is a new type and an innovator and a coordinator all in one. Okay, uh, sure. Is like Got the it. idea. Uh So so is his machine here because it just has all the special systems now. Uh so the head is similar to the X-Binds, though it has a bit more even fancier of like a forehead thing going on. The chest is a bit cleaner than the X-Binds. I actually like it a bit more because it's got, like, just these little white pieces uh, over the vents on either side. Um, the shoulders and stuff is where things start getting weird because you'll notice the shoulders have these, like, weird little yellow circles with these little blades coming off of them. And mm-hmm. you'll notice those are also on the arms. Uh, and the arms also have these big white wrist pieces. As you hit the legs, simple front skirt, though it has like a little white piece on the middle of the crotch and then it still has a thruster on the bottom. The front skirts are just a dark blue piece with a little underskirt that is the lighter blue. The side skirts are more of these yellow, uh, I, I'll just say what they are, the T-Link sliders. Um, the rear skirt, I don't have a picture of actually. Um, I'm assuming it's just the split skirt though, like all these future Huckbinds have had. Um... The upper thighs are pretty plain. Uh, the knees have two more sets of teeling sliders on each of them. Uh, then you've got more just fancy detail on the lower leg. Again, similar to the X-Bine. Um, and then the feet are similar to the X-Bine Ashes. Finally, the uh, shield is worn on the backpack. Like uh, the shield slash sword sheath is worn on the back. Does it have, is it a shield booster or is it just a shield that's on there? I believe it's just a shield. Um, but yeah, so all of those parts on this are the T-Link sliders. That's the primary weapon uh, of this is a bunch of bits, a shit ton of bits, an absolutely uh, immense number of bits. So uh, I'll link you the animations for this because these are pretty. Oh, I'm looking at them. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, cause these are pretty fucking cool. I love this unit. Um, you know. So it has a photon blaster, which is, you know, cool red beam comes out of it. It's a photon blaster. It's just Oh, uh, so these are These oh, are sorry, blade bits. Yeah. Uh that also have uh beam cannons on them though. Uh that's what the little yellow part Oh is. yeah, look at that. Huh. I'm just watching. So Yeah, I assume you're on the first healing slider animation. Uh, I'm yeah. Yeah. They do a bunch of slashing and then fire a big beam. Yeah, fire a big beam down. Then you start getting... So, this one's... The next one's pretty cool, because you'll be able to see how the T-Link sword is used. So, yeah, you can see it pops it off the backpack, catches it, draws the sword. Uh, Sword gets covered in telekinetic energy. Uh, And then the butts push it towards... (laughs) Push push, the enemy towards you. It does, does like, a cool fucking, like, follow-through slash, but by also dragging the enemy into it. Like, just... (gasps) Oh, right, and it leaves the sword inside of it because 
It then is going to psychically fucking explode all that energy out of the sword. And then, don't worry though, it catches the sword too. It's a really neat detail about this is like, usually in these games, when you deal damage, it's like at the end of the animation, damage kicks in. Damage kicks in along the way, but also specifically the part where the two bits are pushing it towards them. They're just taking constant damage. Mm -hmm. I really like when they do that in these uh, OG games. And then finally, you're going to see the attack where it uses all the fucking teeling sliders at once. Oh, it turns out they can unfold and turn into Beyblades. Uh-huh. Wow, this is a lot. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Wait until you see what they how they attack here. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Yeah, they mm. they just kind of blend them. That's fine. Okay. It's pretty fucking cool. I like I like the bits. Is the thing. This is it turns into such a a fireworks show. It is kind of dizzying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big grin at the end is really cool, though. And I love, again, they they love doing the ing uh, turns away from an explosion and all the parts come back to him. Mm-hmm. Then you have his final attack, which is him doing the black hole cannon, because, of course, he can actually do that, because this has the black hole engine again. Sure, why not? Yep. So, yeah, the XX bind, though, basically, it can do everything. Uh... In essence, it can be considered the Huckbine Mark IV, as it mentions here. I believe Ing has a line that is like, the soul of the Huckbines lives on through me, which I think is pretty good. All right, now six ones that you know, and we're, then we'll be done, I think. I'll, I'll double check your, your facts here, see if we will actually be done. Well, see I, I'm looking at the, the personal trooper section, and we're done with that at least. Okay, yeah, we just have we have two left. You're right. The Huckbine 30. What if the Huckbine Ash was toned down a little bit more? And or what if the But also sorry, kind of toned up. <laughs> it's weird because the the Huckbine 30 is they took the Xbine Ash, which again, the Xbine only exists because they seemingly wanted to write out the Huckbines. And then they took the Huckbine Mark 1, and then they combined it with the Xbine Ash. So it is a Huckbine Mark 1 but with a bunch of red panels over it, it's like, you know, very similar art to the Huckbine Mark I, like, alpha type. But it has a bunch of extra red panels over the shoulders, over the, on the skirt, and you've got, like, the caution tape wrapped around, like, the leg and such. Not to the same degree, but, yeah. Uh, the other weird thing is it has a pair of triple X stunner shades. <laughs> it does have those, because it's the 30th anniversary. It's the 30th anniversary. Uh, the reason why it has these in-universe is because it was designed under the Xenogenics Factor X type project. <laughs> Which has three X's The project in it, name cause... is abbreviated as XXX and red is 30. I hate... I love SRW, but I also hate SRW sometimes. It's very stupid. Anyway, okay, so it's got the beam sword. Which makes sense because, you know, it's using a lot of the Mark, uh, Hulk by Mark 1 stuff. Though it does have the Mark 2's photon rifle. Uh, it does have the leap slasher. Reminiscent of the weapon used by the Huckbine. Yeah, because it's a fucking Huckbine! Sorry, I'm mad at the editorial on this wiki. Um, but it's, but of the Huckbine 1, I think is the point. Because a lot of Huckbines do not have the leap slasher. That's true. But I mean, this is a Huckbine Mark 1. In design. No, it's not. It's a Huckbine 30. 
It is a Huckbind Mark I with some red panels and some stunner shades thrown on it. Well, that's a little reductive, don't you think? All right, whatever. It has, <laughs> And then it has the um, Huckbind Mark III's Graviton rifle, though the white section is now painted gold. And of course, you can use two of these at once for the double Graviton rifle. This gets upgraded into the Huckbind 30th, which is now... Much like how the XX Bind is trying to do all the things of the Huck Bind, so is the Huck Bind 30th. It literally... Now that you've done this show, now you kind of realize where these parts all come from. Because yeah. it literally is just a Huck Bind Mark 1 that has parts of the Mark 2's backpack and parts, like, some Mark 3 parts on it. It's ridiculous. It does the... I I, I thought it was a fun uh, Wing Zero reference when it did the double Graviton Rifle, but apparently no, it's the, the Graviton Rifle T. Now I know. Yep. So, yep, and uh, so the Huckbind 30th, which is the upgrade, uh, removes the stunner shades and all the caution tape. Um, it's a Huckbind Mark One on the whole body, basically, other than the backpack. The backpack is the Huckbind Mark One's wing pods with... It carrying a black hole cannon in the middle. Uh, and then on either side of the wing pods, it has the uh, the Graviton rifles. And then on the side, also on the sides of the wing pods, it has connected the flight units from like the Huckbind Mark II. Uh, from its backpack. Yep. And this is basically a full armor Huckbind is what this is. Yeah, I think it makes it like, I do think these the whole... On the whole, the whole lineage of the Huckbine feels very Zeta era, as far as Gundam design, right? Mm -hmm. And this feels like Zeta MSV. Yeah. Um, the Huckbine 30th is fine. I like the XX Bind better as like a machine that's trying to do all the things, but like as like its own identity. Whereas this is like, yeah, it, it is just trying to do all the things by literally slapping the all the parts together visibly which is fine i i i just really i think going from 30 to 30th is one of the most genius like unit name developments i've ever seen it's so good i forgot there is one more unit we have to talk about there is Ooh, kind of it has a lot of elements from the huckbind so i think it would be worth talking about oh you know what i think probably oh no i don't know what this is what the is... galil nagant because here's this is the thing that kills all the Huckbinds. So uh. the Galil Nagant is like a weird mix of the Huckbind and the Astronagant. Uh, which the Astronagant's like this weird fuck. We're not. We're not back. We're not, we're not working that. backwards. We're, no. This is it. We're stopping. We're, you're stopping after this. Yeah. <laughs> but. I, I just felt like we had to because of this one's design. I, I think you're right. I just wanted to stop you before you stop me from eating today because I have another podcast and I want to hang up food. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. So the design. Look, you're the one who rolled this. Your dice did this to us. Um, yes, that's true. The uh, Okay. So. Oh, should have said. Uh, shout outs to Cast on Twitter. Thank oh, you yeah. for the request. Should have said it up top. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So for the head, still has the... um. Uh, mohawk camera has a little white forehead jewel then has some really big ears again they they love doing that on designs of the uh of the like huckbind that are weird uh just making the ears really big uh has a similar chest to the x-bind 
but with some extra red thrown in there. Uh, funnily enough, you mentioned the X-Bind reminding you of a unicorn. This feels like if it is, if the X-Bind went into destroy mode, but it's very, unfortunately, it's not red panels. It's red paint, very obviously, yeah. but you know, mm-hmm. feels like that in some ways. Uh, the shoulders are these big, uh, bigger, more exaggerated version of the X-Bind shoulders. You've got some red paint also in the middle of them. They also have the, the way that the events on them look, they look almost blade-like, um, the arms, uh, pretty simple arms until you get to the wrist where you get these really big, like, wrist claws basically sticking out, um, which I like the way these claws look, uh, for the skirt, uh, the skirt is a little bit more, or the front crotch piece is a bit more elongated than the standard X-Bind, the skirts almost look like axes is what they look like to me. I was gonna say, Yeah. Because, like, you've got, like, the skirt parts that are connected to the crotch uh, on the inner part of the skirt, um, which almost look like, a, a, like you know, like, where the axe is plugged into. And then the armor that is sticking out from there just looks like a big axe because of the design of it. Um, uh-huh. Has the pointy side skirts again, like, kind of like the standard huckbine. Uh, for the legs, uh, again, that very, like, monostructural leg thing going on, uh, you know, big knees, a little bit pointier on parts like if you look at the top of the uh lower legs you've got these little points that are swept back um and then obviously when you hit the ankle armor the ankle armor has a big set of pointy parts coming out of it uh same with the back of the ankle armor having like some little spikes on the back uh the feet are a little bit more high heeled and pointy than the x-bind foot even though it's a similar design finally the backpack is basically a shit ton of wings you've got uh, almost three distinct sections, I would say, of wings. You've got, like, a top section, a middle section, and a bottom section. Uh, the wings, they're pretty cool looking. Uh, just big metal wings. Finally, it uses what looks like a photon blaster from the, the uh, Mark II, but it ends with a fucking, like, axe head. Like, it's a halberd. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this thing called again? It's called the Bust Axe Gun. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't try and make a clever name. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and yeah, so the Busta Axe gun uh, is able to... It, even the the weapon that fires out of it is similar to the photon beams, because it's like the big red beam. Um, yeah. Uh, the Gil- the Gilelnagon's pretty cool. This is the thing that murders all the... Uh, uh, all the um, Huckbinds, though. Uh, and it, ironically, looks like a Huckbind. So, you know. That's it. That's just the last one. Wanted to share that. Okay. All right. Well, six. Uh, Words. Uh, We're done. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at SixDetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can DM me there, any questions, comments, listener requests, and also stuff for any other Scanline Media shows, which you can find at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. Shoutouts to the leaf blower you can no doubt hear. I guess the neighbors are doing some work. Good for them. Uh, I'm editing it out as best I can, but I know when I'm talking, you will hear it. So there we are. What about you, Dylan? You can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. You can find me at lowpolyrobot on cohost.com. I've actually been posting more on cohost than Twitter now because I, I'm just a dork and I like typing more than Twitter allows. Um, 
what I'm learning from this experience, as I mentioned, is I think I would have liked Tumblr, actually, had I gotten into it. Well, maybe not, because the culture is different, but, you know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. Uh, do you have any lines for us? Are you able to dig up anything? I mean, I was able to dig up some stuff, but it all sucks. It's just, like, in like in one-off lines from people while they're piloting the various huckbinds, right? Yeah. It's sense. fine. No one's forcing me to fight now. I'm doing it because I want to protect you. Like, blah. Okay, sure. <laughs> generic <laughs> mecha dialogue. Why not? <laughs> Frankly, generic anime dialogue, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's normal for, um... Anyway. Alright. Alright. Peace. Peace. Sammy